1: Presented by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. You are flying high, somewhat, on the Kisten Solak show. This is episode 109, brought to you by the five folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am Michael Kist. Follow me on Twitter at Michael Kist NFL. That's K I S T. It's getting hard to get through this intro because all I can think about is Clayton Thorson. But I am joined by Benjamin Solak, who has thoughts on the matter. Don't don't say
2: the name. <laughs> Do not sully the podcast with the mention. I
1: I, I mean, you said you wanted to go after it right after the top. This is. Benjamin. I am
2: so upset. And if you would think that because I knew this is what it was going to look
1: like,
2: I would be less upset. You think the fact that we both said the moment the pick happened that this was a complete waste of an objectively unvaluable but still draft pick, you'd think that would make it better, but it does not.
1: You would also think that an organization like the Philadelphia Eagles, a very smart organization with a very loaded roster, would not make a pick as bad As Clayton Thorson, and look, it's one preseason game, he's a rookie, whatever, but two for nine, seven yards, a (laughs) 0.8 average, zero touchdowns. Two for
2: nine, seven yards. Watch (laughs) the player play the game. (laughs) It's bad. I mean, there's there's missing – and then there's just existing on a different ethereal plane than the rest of the other physical bodies that are currently on the football field.
1: I was t- I was telling your buddy John Ledyard that he should be dropped off in the Himalayas and tracked by a National Geographic camera crew like he's a snow bull leopard. Like this this is this is crazy. This is crazy that a quarterback that is drafted what sport can be does that. he
2: bad? believe he's playing. D- what does he think he's doing? Like what what
1: What shape are the football's on the planet that he was born.
2: I want them to interview him after the game and ask him what he wants to be when he grows up. Because clearly, it's not NFL quarterback.
1: No, it's it's clearly not NFL quarterback, and that's an issue for the Eagles because of the news with Nate Sudfeld. And we could talk about that, or we continue to rip on Thorson. I'm good either way. Because even like like there there were times where receivers dropped the ball for him, and you know he's playing with fringe roster guys too. But at the same time, like the interception, he was totally clean, had time, threw a bad ball throwing a ball to the flat. You know, they called it pulling the string, as Ross Tucker said. Couldn't even complete that.
2: Yeah, the interception was one of the most amazing plays I've ever seen in my entire life. In terms of, (laughs) I think every receiver besides the target was open. (laughs) Within half a second of that route concept developing, as a quarterback, you you know hypothetically where the receivers were headed. Within a half second of that play developing, I could have told you that a deep dig was not going to be open. Yeah, and that's not like like that's not like a open. That's like a, I don't know jack diddly about football, and I could have told you that that yeah. that route was not going to open. He had had a safety over the top of him and a linebacker sinking underneath the route. It's not going to open. And, and and he had he had the flat open and he had the uh, the 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 other out route outside of it open. No, and he just stared at it and shrugged. Complete mess. Just there's just nothing salvageable about that play whatsoever. Now, again, it doesn't matter, but. Because it's a very good team with very good players. And so if you just say to yourself, well, okay, we have a fifth-round pick. We don't need any players. We're just going to draft a quarterback because if you hit on a quarterback, it's a good situation. Right? cool. But, like, DeAndre Walker, Darius Slayton, Sutton Smith, Gardner Minshew, mm. David Long, who was just playing for the Tennessee Titans, Trace freaking McSorley, get Jerry Green, Mississippi State. There's so many players that, like, actually have legs in the world. Ronnie Anderson, Demarcus Christmas. Mike Weber, just like people who could actually stick on an NFL roster. there's At no point have we believed that Clayton Thorson is going to make this roster, and now it's even less likely. Or, I mean, with the Sudfeld injury, now it is actually likely. God be with us.
1: Yeah, and you know, Ben, you stay up until 4 a.m. writing a 1500 word piece on Nate Sudfeld and how he can use the next four weeks to prove that he can be a capable spot starter if need be. And it's a position, you know, that backup quarterback position that's very important in Philadelphia has proven to be over the past couple of years. And the guy goes out there. He slings a 75-yard touchdown to Marcon Michel, who somehow burned, like, Olympic speed guy, Adoree Jackson. And then he takes a hit, falls back. And the next thing you know, he's being carted off with an air cast on his arm, uh, assumedly because something happened with the wrist. And it sucks, man, because Sudfeld is one of the more entertaining backups that is seeing significant playing time in the preseason because he's not like a dink and dunk guy. He gets after it. But also, this might be the only type of real action for him to show that he's the guy, that he can be the number two that it, that is on a contract year, by the way. And it's extremely unfortunate. And for more context on it, uh, shout out to Gail Saunders, of the fourth and john crew for posting the video of the injury i added dr chow aka pro football doc you may have heard of him and he chimed in by saying that the video looked like a left wrist fracture it's to his non-throwing hand which is a plus and quote not done for the season but a while unquote so that is bad news all around for the eagles and just thorson looking the way that he did made it even worse and we can talk about cody kessler being like a decent backup quarterback like that's kind of his ceiling he did go two and two as a starter for the jaguars last year but he also threw for like an abysmal yards per attempt and they averaged 10.4 points when he had significant playing time in a game for the jaguars last year so it's looking bad at the quarterback spot the backup quarterback spot for the eagles
2: yeah now there's like there's a reason that teams did not want cody Kessler. like there's a reason why the eagles were able to sign him as qb3 now, when you have, like, you know, a young guy that you're trying to make, like the Eagles do with Sudfeld, right, then you don't want to bring in a Kessler unless he's going to be your quarterback three. So I still think he's a very serviceable quarterback, too. I think You can survive with him if you need to. But in the event of a long Wentz injury, that's not a Foles, you know, like situation. I would argue Sudfeld was also not that, despite kind of the cult following that he has. And Sudfeld, I mean, he's, he's he's just a rocket on a stick, right? Like, it, there's not much in terms of, of mental processing. He's not a significant player in terms of accuracy. He's just got an absolute hose, Like, that. that's good. But I agree with you in the sense that, like, this Sudfeld's going to hit free agency next year. So this was a huge opportunity for him to showcase to the other 31 NFL teams that he'd be worthy of, of bringing in as, as a guy who's going to continue to be a backup in the NFL. Like, right. that, that, this was his opportunity. So him... You know, like the, the six- to eight-week time frame, that's, you know, weeks three to week five of the regular season. The Eagles will probably be okay going the first four weeks of the NFL season without Carson Wentz having a, a significant backup. If They really think Sutfeld's going to be able to make it back by week three or week four. Um, but it's just a shame because the preseason was valuable for Nate Sutfeld personally. For him to showcase his stuff as best that he could, he was going to get a ton of playing times. So the Eagles were not going to risk Wentz playing much, if any, football. Uh, and, and, and he's going to hit free agency next year, he had the opportunity to make some money. And so that, that, that's the real sad thing there. The other disappointing part of it is it's now harder to evaluate the Eagles' pass-catching threats because Sudfeld gave them the best chance, like, the best ball of the night in terms of, like, an ability to, like, make a play was the, Arce- the earlier single Arcega- Whiteside throw, right. right? Where J.J. doesn't end up coming down with that. He made a pretty good play in the football. He ends up trapping it against the ground. But, like, you're not going to get those throws from Kessler or Thorson, and so you lose the opportunity to evaluate your uh play your your weapons in an in-game context with a player of Sudfeld's arm strength and with his willingness to test uh, downfield coverage. And so th- that's the disappointing thing from the Eagles side, from the 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 Sudfeld side. It's simply the money he could have potentially made in 2020.
1: I just I just got a funny comment from a listener, Marcos Levy at Marcos Levy a. He said, "Mike, don't be yeah." So Marco's hard. good dude. <laughs> he said, "Mike, don't be so hard on Thorson. He had more completions than interceptions. So I guess that the that's the bar." That we're setting for Thorson. Yeah,
2: two to one ratio, baby. That's how we like it.
1: Let's do some stock up, stock down, and we can just kind of move around the different positional groups. It doesn't have to be in any kind of order in this, what is it, I like 20, it. 27 to 10 loss for the Philadelphia Eagles. Very important game. Doesn't really sure. mean anything. Uh, let's go stock up. LJ Fort, we'll go with the linebackers here. I really like the way that he moved around, and he's a little bit undersized. He's about 230, but I mean, you talk about a guy who is definitely making this roster, in my opinion, and the sideline-to-sideline range that he showed. Yeah,
2: 230 is size at this point. Like, I wouldn't even call that undersized.
1: Yeah, undersized is a bit strong, but you know what I mean? He's not like a 240 like a Bradham, you know what I mean? So it's it's a little bit on the lighter side of the LB spectrum, but stock down, Nate Gary Getting washed out, just looking lost. Saren guy's Dude. down. He had the touchdown thrown on him. Now I was I was talking about the touchdown to Fort. I think that was Jonathan Cyprian's fault. I think Ross Tucker said the same on the broadcast. You thought the same thing. Uh Cyprian acted like it was his fault. So don't put that against Fort. Don't put any uh, disrespect on his name. It was a
2: miscommunication. Yeah. I like somebody was wrong between the two of them.
1: Right. And stock down for Gary. What do you you think about those two?
2: I just, there's just like, like the Nate Gary experiment is probably over. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's very like in the sense that you have LJ Fort, you have Paul Warlow, Zach Brown, Nigel Bradham. The question mark is how long is Camus out? Because if Camus is out long term, you're probably still keeping Gary but it's simply like there's there's no reason I was even talking about this a little bit last year, but it was only his second year and he had gotten bigger or whatever. And like, you know, Gary was kind of in that will fighting job, but even last year, like there's just no reason to believe Gary's going to successfully translate to linebacker. You drafted a guy late for a positional switch. It's a good dart to throw. It didn't work. That's totally fine. Move on. He's gotten bigger, but he's lost speed. He wasn't particularly fast to begin with. Mm. He's not a good cover man. He's an ex defensive back. He just does not see plays develop well. Does not have a good head for the game up, 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 up near the line. Uh, and like you know, this like yeah, he had a bad one bad preseason game, but this is not like a take that I decided to make today. <laughs> Gary's just not been able to to play since since he came in, so I, I don't see him as a desirable roster candidate, especially if Grusie's you know uh, healthy enough such that you want to keep him on the roster week one. Fort, yeah, no, no, no. Ford had a, a solid game against twos and threes. You know yeah. what I mean. I still think Ford's a backup player. Um, but the special teams guy is going to keep him on the roster for sure. I wasn't like I don't think I'm super stock up on Fort. I think that's what I expected from him. But like you know, it's obviously good to see a guy turn out the way that he did. Defensive backs wise, mm. uh, it's stock up. It was probably stock still where Avante Maddox was because yeah. we thought Maddox was good and he played good. It's stock up for Andrew Sandejo, who's mm-hmm. certainly a player who's going to who. He's going to stay on the roster. Oh, yeah. He's going to stay on the roster. I mean...
1: But let's let's make that clear so we can stop getting that question because I get that question all the time. Yeah. Sandejo is worth more than a fourth round pick right now.
2: I'd like the fourth round pick. Like, if they did it, I'd be like, cool. You know, assuming, like, you know, they're cool with Cyprian being... Uh, safety three, which I didn't think Cyprian played that bad, Mike. I know that that might upset you, but I didn't think Cyprian played that bad. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Oh, uh, but no, but Sendejo makes—he's really good closing downhill. I don't think he's super great when stuff's developing behind him, which right. is not ideal for a free safety. But there's a reason why he's not a starter in the league anymore, and that's part of it. Uh, as a safety three is exactly what you want. He's not Corey Graham. He's not an idiot, uh, and he—he he brings a playmaking ability closing downhill as a tackler. Right? I'm feeling real zesty tonight, Mike. I'm fired <laughs> on all cylinders. Clayton Thorson's got me cooking. And so so, so we're in a, we're in a good spot with Sunday. How's your safety three?
1: Yeah, stock down with the safeties, though. I got to go with Blake Countess and Trey Sullivan. Sullivan was really bad tonight, man. And he's got a, like a weird hive of people that really like him. But he was allowing easy completions to tight ends. He followed it up by filling incredibly poorly in the alley on a big inside run for the Titans. Uh, he's going to have to fend off Blake Countess, who got first team reps over him. If that tells you anything, so beyond Sendejo, and, you know, we'll see what Ciprian does, but it doesn't look real great for the safety four position, which, you know, isn't the worst problem to have. But at the same time, it still could be a problem, especially considering all the injuries that this defensive backfield faced last year. What about offensive line? Stock up Andre Dillard, stock down Jordan Mailata. Would you agree?
2: I wouldn't say stock down Mailata. My Lada was not going to be like if my lotta was good in year two, it would be massively shocking. The dudes played football for a year. Let's all chill. Um, to me, my lotta is like whereabouts I expected him to be, which is still bad. You know what I mean? Like that's that's really OK by me.
1: To clarify something, Ben, when I when I say these stocks, it's it's not necessarily our stocks, because I think we both agreed that like my Lotta was going to be a project i think we both thought that like fort would be solid but like kind of unspectacular like like that's like our stock is different than like what a lot of different people think and i think a lot of people had the expectation that my Lotta in year two was suddenly going to transform into this like fringe starter spot starter capable guy and it just turns out that the nfl is like really hard
2: right and then yeah i mean like i'm not trying to like pick on your stock up stock down i'm just trying to like have conversations with other players fight me ben yeah no this is serious and important podcasting here, <laughs> gang stock down matt prior gotta be able to play without penalties especially when there's a very crowded guard tackle room and you are a guard tackle and just uh, you know you can't be have multiple penalties against second really team that's a problem yeah yeah no and, and, and generally like not super effective But, yeah, Dillard, it'll get washed over that Dillard's still not, like, super comfortable coming out of his stance and, like, getting into his sets. Like, he's still a little bit all over the place because he was highly effective. And he was highly effective. Like, you know, Ross Tucker called Kamalai Correa a pretty good pass rusher. I can't like Chris, not, not a pretty good <laughs> pass rusher. Uh, he's a pretty bad pass rusher actually. But like, you know, he, he's, you he, still, he was stonewall in second teamers. That's okay. Cause you're a second teamer. So if you're being out second teamers, you're on schedule. Dillard looked like you'd want your first round pick and off. It's a tackle to look, especially when you knew what you were getting into, which yeah, like, he wasn't getting into his sets perfectly, but if they work, they work. That's the end. That's the end of the day. Right. And, and, and he was affected. He's long. He's super nimble. And he looks, he looks thick. He looks, he looks like he's really fully up the NFL size, which is great. So stock up uh uh stock up Dillard, stock down for me, and Matt Pryor on the offensive line, defensive line, stock up literally everybody. Oh, yeah. This defensive line is so good. Like I I'm I'm watching Kasim Debale or whatever that dude's name is, and I was like, shoot, <laughs> let's roster this kid. Here we go. The new Joe Osman. But no 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 and no, all joking aside, Deshaun Hall looks great. Yep. I was an ex third round pick. People forget about this. Now he had the advantage of going up against a second teamer when Josh Sweat was going up against the first teamer and Taylor LeWan, right?
1: That's correct. Yeah, it was Lawan versus Sweat. Yeah, for a good while.
2: Yeah, it was Lawan versus Sweat. But then Conklin wasn't out there against right. Uh, Deshaun Hall. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Regardless, even independent of that, Hall Hall was effective. Sweat was was uh, effective in in the reps he had against a guy like Taylor Lawan. He lost several, and that's part of playing Taylor Lewan. Taylor LeJuan's one of the best left tackles in the game right now. Um, but Sweat was able to, to push the, the uh, to create pressure with the bull rush, rush with good power. He still shows that ability to get to the outside shoulder and to attack set points really nicely. When you had Hall and Sweat regularly winning off the outside corners the way that you did, you were generating a really, con- a really consistent pass rush. Yeah, like, there wasn't a good pass rush on, like, the Tannehill touchdown throw, but, like... I mean, Deshaun Hall still won. It was Nate Gary's fault. Yeah. Like, there was some, you know, it was just an odd, odd attribution. Thought Bruce Hector played well. Thought Trayvon Hester played well. Thought Hassan Ridgeway was playing notably well yeah. before going down with injury. Um, Ridgeway was really impressive, especially in the run game as that interior guy. So every every edge every defensive tackle that I saw was putting out significant quality snaps. Even Sharif Miller had a couple of good plays, mm-hmm. brother even Sharif Miller. Yep. So the Eagles, Steve, the line, the, who they keep is going to end up being valuable for them. They got a ton of good options.
1: Yeah, I agree. And an update on Ridgeway, he was being evaluated for a concussion. So we'll keep you updated on that. Maybe Doug will speak on it in the presser. That'll be up on at the podium tomorrow. Also, Charles Johnson, the wide receiver, he picked up a foot injury during the game and did not return. Will we come back, we'll do some more stock up. Stock down as we recap the very exciting and erotic week one preseason game between the Eagles and the Titans coming up next here on the Kist and Solak Show. We'll be right back. And we are back here on the Kist and Solak Show episode 109 brought to you by the fine folk at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Michael Kist here with Benjamin Solak as we recap week one preseason action of the Eagles and the Titans. Let's do some more stock up.
2: I have a note. Uh, officially announced by Peterson in the press conference, Nate Sudfeld broke his left wrist. Mm. Surgery in the morning, not season
1: ending. I wonder what the recovery time is on that, but he's definitely going to miss a significant amount of time with that. It's good, again, that it's not his throwing hand. So, not Indeed. the end of the world there. So let's go back to uh, stock up, stock down on some players. Mark and Michelle, dude. Like, okay. So we start to look at this wide receiver position. We still haven't seen Matt Collins. He was out there before the game catching some one-handers in the back of the end zone as Brandon Lee was was pointing out before the game. But we don't know what's going on with his status. He's been day-to-day for it seems like a year. You start to look at the wide receiver position battle. Guys like Shelton Gibson, I didn't really see anything from him tonight. You see Marcon Michel winning that uh, that's what was it, 75 yard touchdown, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Yes, seventy-five indeed. And listen, if you I'll tell you right now, Eagles wide receiver core aside, you beat a Dory Jackson for a deep touchdown, teams are gonna pay attention. Bruh. That mattered. <laughs> yeah, like that like I'll tell you, like, like you're like, oh, you don't want to overestimate one play. Um, I mean, he he toasted a Dory Jackson in man coverage and yeah. then housed it. I mean, and it was a good ball. Um, he could have addressed he could have addressed it. He 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 took it low and Jackson had a chance to make a play on the ball and missed it. I would like for him to go high on it, but but stem to stern it was a good play. Uh really cool to see how much it meant to him too. Like he he was really psyched. And that that's that's what's fun about the preseason. Watching the guys react as they score. I don't know if it was his first touchdown, but it was obviously a big touchdown. Uh so no, Michelle stock up, I do not think You know, the Eagles wide receiver core is going to experience much movement. I would be surprised if any of these, like Carlton Agadosi and Mm -hmm. and Mark and Michelle potentially make the team, but that play, like like that play is going to matter for Michelle when other teams come calling to fill out practice squads or to fill out the bottom of the, bottom of the rosters. That was a very high quality play. NFL bloodlines too. Sonny's brother.
1: Oh, nice. Brother.
2: Yeah. He's related to Sonny Michelle. It's either brother or cousin.
1: Yeah, very nice. Okay. Yeah, early in the game, too, just to talk about some people that, that that were looking good, the Eagles had three consecutive plays. I think it was on the second drive for the Titans uh, from the defense where the coverage was just outstanding uh, with not just the cornerbacks, which were Jones, Maddox, and Rasul, but Sendejo as well in coverage, mm-hmm. and he had a run stop. We talked about him already, but, like, overall encouraging signs. Uh, Zach Brown was making some plays. Like, it's hard to find, other than the safeties that we talked about earlier, and uh, Nick Gary as well, I really didn't see a whole lot of bad, you know, other than the deep, deep cornerbacks when you're getting into the depth chart that kind of struggle a little bit, but overall, like, not not too much bad from the defense, even though the, uh, the scoreline won't exactly tell you that, but that's kind of part of you know the offense giving the ball up, not converting on fourth down. Uh, we can talk about Thorson for the last ten minutes if you want. <laughs> Go back to that. Uh, no, mess.
2: I would say that the old, uh, the the significant move at running back would be stocked down for Josh Adams. Can't fumble the football, brother. Yeah. And also, there's no reason to give you targets. So what are you doing?
1: Throwing screen passes to Josh Adams? I don't get it.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I guess you know it's when you throw away play designs in the preseason. So yeah, so it's stock down for Josh Adams. Stock down for Boston Scott, because he didn't play. Stock down for Corey Clements, he doesn't play. And stock down for Wendell Smallwood because I said so. Which means, by proxy, <laughs> by virtue, by relative measure, stock up okay, for okay. What about, Dude, S- I'm telling you right now, that flat route in third and one was going to the house if Clayton Thorsten could keep it out of the freaking turf.
1: It's <laughs> incredible he couldn't hit him. What about Dallas Goddard, man? Early in the game, he was Don't showing
2: up. Don't even... Best, best player on the field. Best offensive weapon on the field for either team mm. in the in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean just and 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 the, the, he's going up against not scrubs. He's going up against Wesley Woodard. Mm. He's going up against like the Titans' starting defense. Yeah. And there's just no you can't you can't. He's too big and too quick to stick. Oh man, he looks great. Our single wide side also looked good like he, had, he, had, he had, you know, a near diving catch he wasn't able to get. He had a scramble catch. He had a little comeback curl route that he executed well. He had that that route on Dory Jackson where he was pinned a little bit to the line of scrimmage, he made a good play on the ball as best he can. So there's good stuff to take away from our Segal white side. Is Arthego wide side? Excuse me, Arthego wide side. Yeah, dude, uh, is good stuff uh, to take away from that.
1: I am not going to be able to say Arthago Like I, I don't know if I can. Arthago that- white side. Artega Whiteside? Artega Whiteside, Ar- yeah. I mean, it's
2: Ar- how you technically pronounce the sus sound in Spanish, well, in like traditional Spanish. Yeah, that's fantastic. Arcego. Whiteside.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to You know this is the
2: that. sort of thing I'm going to gobble up. It's like say a motto all over
1: again. <laughs> exactly. But no, you mentioned the matchups, and, and you're right. Like, yeah, it's preseason, but you're going against some of the ones, and J.J. Arcego Whiteside was going against one of the ones he, he, when he had that diving catch that he was just not able to haul in. That was against Malcolm Butler, and he did a great job. I mean, you know, and he was in a
2: good spot. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sudfeld sees the the one on one coverage, and he's going to take a shot. We knew we knew that coming into this thing, and he got clean separation. He attacked, you know, the cushion. He stepped on Butler's toes, so to speak, and so you know he's got a step of separation, and he's in great position. This is what I'm talking about when I say that he's not just a jump ball guy. That actually, can, that the guy can run routes. The guy can get open. So very encouraging signs from JGR arcega Whiteside there. Anybody else in the offense stand out for you today? You
2: no, know, Josh Perkins wasn't bad. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's pretty much the run of it. I think that you're not you're simply not going to see much movement on the Eagles' depth chart. So that makes preseason a little bit less interesting from that perspective. But then when you flip it on the other side, there's just a lot... Like, like we talked about this when we previewed the game. The depth chart is so good that they're going to put good players out there. Like Dallas Goddard does not need to be seeing that action, but he's seeing the action because right. he's tight end too, despite the fact that he is the fourth best tight end in the league. So...
1: You know, I peaked it before the game. did you
2: hear me? I snuck in the fourth best tight end in the league.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm very proud of you, Ben. I, I, you, know, you know that... That's how Goddard feels, and he's out to prove that Thank this you. year. And I'm very, very excited for it. And, and what I was gonna say was, and I, I peeked in on the beginning of the Giants Jets game because that started at uh, 7 p.m., so it gave me a little half hour to see uh, to see Eli. And I just absolutely adore the Giants running a draw on third and eight on their first drive and getting booed, which might set a record for time to boo. In the preseason, it was it was a beautiful sight.
2: Right now, one of the uh, the trends on Twitter is uh, rookie quarterback Daniel Jones is the talk of the town in NFL preseason <laughs> opener.
1: Which I mean, the first drive was fine. Talk of the fine, town, man. like talk sounds like I wrote
2: the freaking thing.
1: Yeah, I mean that's because Kyler Murray speaking had a handle yet. Speaking of which,
2: speaking of which, of me writing things, we need to have a conversation. Why aren't we doing a preseason broadcast for the Eagles?
1: It wasn't my fault that Ross Tucker got or was it laryngitis. It wasn't your fault either. We had nothing to do with that.
2: And he had laryngitis. I also thought I was going to have all summer to campaign because I thought teams made this choice like I don't know like four days beforehand, but they confirmed Tucker like in you know May, and so right. I was caught. Uh, I hadn't begun my campaign to be the color commentator, but I'm just saying the people are asking for it, Michael, and we need to deliver. We got to get SB Nation on the phone. We got to get POTUS on the phone. We got to get, you know, the commissioner and Roderick Dell. And also, I don't know, like the supreme ruler of the galaxy. We got to get the right people. I know we can talk to them. We have a case. We got to call an Eagles preseason game. Yeah. And not a regular season game. I don't want to do that. That's serious, and those are actual good players. Mm. I want to call a preseason game, and I demand on my contract I'm allowed to say bad things.
1: Okay, so about I. Got-
2: Clayton Thorson.
1: I got. I got. I can't promise anything, but I can reach out to some people because I know there's a format we can do this on. I did this last year with Boothcast for the uh, for actually for the Bears game, which was crazy to do it for because of that ending. But I'll, I will reach out and I'll see right. if I can get approval to do this with you, Ben.
2: I'm just saying that <laughs> we uh, we have very we have a lot of fun on the podcast. I think we do a good job. And I think we have a lot of people who listen to the podcast, which is a great honor, and I'm not trying to stunt. I'm just saying that I think a lot of them would then listen to our broadcast, and I think that we would make funny jokes, and I would have a good time. Yeah. These are things that I think.
1: As long as, long as I can get that audio file and dump it into the BGN feed, I think we're good here. So I would definitely check into that. because what i are talking love, about. I would love to call a game with you, especially a preseason game where we can be silly and not really care.
2: Absolutely, And ideally the fourth preseason game.
1: Mm, the most because, meaningless yes, of them all
2: not a chance there's even a starter on the field yeah
1: exactly i love it ben i think that's gonna do it for the kiss and so Like show 109 you want to say goodbye to the gentle listeners and thank them for tuning in for this super important preseason week one recap
2: if you uh if you go ahead and you just close your eyes for a second gentle listener you give a nice whiff of that breeze yeah, you smelt it. That's Eagles football and it's back in the air, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the preseason 2019. Welcome to post-game recaps on the Kiss and Solak show. Winners, Losers, and I don't know's is up on BGN.com. You you bet your bottom and there's gonna be some film recaps up as well, because there are at least seven significant plays to talk about. <laughs> I'm gonna watch every single one of them and write about them. We got takes, we got depth chart movement, we got practices, we have regrettably uh, regrettable injuries. But there are movers and shakers now in the world of Philadelphia football, and it is a very, very good thing. I am Ben, as always, on Twitter, at Benjamin Solak. He's Mike, as always, on Twitter, at NFL, That's K-I-S-T. You go ahead, leave a rating, a review, and a subscription as we gear up for the 2019 season. Oh, baby, it feels so good. (laughs) Thank you for listening. We will catch you later next week.
1: Yeah, and what I'll be doing is I'll be recording with BLG, May He Forever Rain, after the training camp practice on Saturday, so I'll get his thoughts on this thrilling, erotic preseason game as well. In the meantime, remember, we all we got, we all we need, Fly Eagles Fly.
0: and